0: My name is Robert Wicks. I just graduated from Ole Miss, and uh, I was just wondering if you could tell us what the best advice that your father Archie ever gave you. My dad, yeah. well, my dad was always kind of my role model, my favorite uh, quarterback, uh, kind of hero all in one, and I felt fortunate to have him right there in my own house. And uh, uh, I think you always have to have a favorite player. He was my favorite player then. He retired. Dan Marino came in, and then Dan Marino retired. Now Eli is my favorite player. So you gotta always have a favorite <laughs> favorite player. Uh, lots of advice through the years. Um, have a great work ethic was um, probably the, the one thing it's always carried with me. Um, you gotta achieve anything. You gotta work at it. Nothing's gonna come easy. Told me to have fun. Told me you know you need to enjoy what you're doing. I mean, I, I offensive linemen don't like going to practice, but I like going to practice. And I, I enjoy everything that comes with my job. Lifting weights, and studying tape, and practice, and the plane rides, the bus rides, everything about it. Um, try to be a good guy. You know, it's kind of, that's his Southern way of saying, you know, try to try to do the right thing. Try to always, try to take 10 seconds to go, do I need to do this, or should I go the other direction? And so all those things, and my mother and my father gave me great advice over the years. I feel real lucky. Um, you know, try to remember your priorities, you know, your faith, your family, your education, and then kind of your extracurricular activities. And for me, you know, football, as much as I love it's kind of in that fourth priority. It's never going to come before those other priorities. So uh, I just um, still ask my dad a lot of questions and still seek advice from him. Yes, ma'am. G'day, Peyton. Um, My name's Ted. I'm from Tasmania in Australia. Um, Sorry, couldn't see that. Um... I've got a friend who's a professional sportsman, and uh, he, uh, he was, he's got a lot of flair in his game, uh, but uh, he couldn't quite make it to the top level, and he's, uh, he's actually started taking performance enhancing drugs. And I'm wondering if you have any advice on how you can work with someone who's started to go down that route to, uh, to stop them taking them, and uh, if you have any advice for young professional athletes that are struggling to make it that might uh, help them avoid that route. Well, that's a, that's a real, obviously popular subject in, in sports today. Professional sports, you know, namely baseball during this time. You know, football, you know, um, I don't believe that it's going on right now. And I haven't seen it, you know, in the locker room or whatnot. I haven't had to deal with anybody. I haven't had that conversation. But uh, you, you certainly understand how real it is when that guy wants to make it to the bigs and to the majors or whatever, and and feels like he needs some help. But uh, I just. You know, when it comes down to it, it's, it's cheating. You know? it's, not, it's not right. It's not legal. It's not fair. And life isn't always fair. And so if, uh, if it's not in the cards for you to make it to the professional ranks, then you know, that's the card that you've got to play. And you can't, you can't cheat in, in order to, to achieve your goal. That's just the way, that's the integrity of the game. So uh, as far as what you say to, to that person, I mean, I, I, I'm probably not the, Right guy to ask, and that sounds like an intervention, uh, uh, if you will. But uh, I think you just encourage them, uh, you, you support them. You know, obviously, anytime your dream doesn't come true, it, it's it's devastating, it's crushing. I, I've had extremely tons of disappointments in my sports career, and and, and, you, and you and you lean on the people that you can trust and for support. And when a parent or a friend tells you to keep working, keep working, hang in there, good things will come, good things will come. You believe that so that's what i would tell you to tell him. but uh, uh you just can't go down that route that's just not uh that's not that's not right and uh you know just to keep working hard and you know the, the ball will bounce his way eventually i believe okay i think we have another question here hi peyton this uh my name is jeff krampitz and i'm a soros fellow from stanford school of medicine um it's a real honor to meet you sir Uh <laughs> I'm like a kid in a candy store. Um, So, some of the greatest lessons I've learned in my life have not been in a classroom, but rather on the football field. And I was wondering uh, what lesson, what's the greatest lesson you've learned from the game that we love so much? Well, sports teaches you great lessons, uh, in football particularly, because it's the greatest team sport. You know, for for years I've been. you know, the media, the questions they say, well, why haven't you won a Super Bowl? You know, and and I say, well, you know, I haven't been on a team that's won one. It's just not, and that's just the way it's it's, it's worded. Now, you can talk about a a golfer. That that is a true individual sport. But football, it's the ultimate team game. And I've always kind of gravitated toward team sports. Uh, I like lining up for the national anthem with your backs, you know, with your teammates. You know, no one's singing that national anthem. It just makes you feel good. And um, so t- working with working with teammates, teamwork, uh, overcoming adversity, you know, the quarterback is very much like a CEO, if you will. I mean, it's a true leadership position, naturally. Now, I'm not saying I give the greatest pregame pep talk. I mean, in my opinion, if you're not ready to play at 1 o'clock, you know, my five-minute speech uh, is a little late. Uh, we probably... <laughs> Uh, we're probably over scheduled that day, you know. Uh, so uh, it, it's up to you to, to get yourself ready to play. But my idea in working with my teammates is to get to know them, uh, to get to know a little bit about their background. You know, Marvin Harrison's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been to Philadelphia with Marvin. I've seen kind of where he grew up, and I kind of know what makes him tick. Uh, Edgerin James is from Immokalee, Florida. I've been to Immokalee to kind of see where Edgeren grew up, you know, a real challenging. Uh, upbringing. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and so all three guys from three different parts of the country and three different upbringings, it doesn't matter on Sunday because you all come together and you're all working for one common goal. So that's probably been one of the most rewarding aspects of what I've learned in sports is working with teammates and uh, seeing the different personalities and seeing how hard these guys work and working together to achieve uh, that one common goal. Peyton, this will be our last question over here. Uh, Hello, Peyton. Hey. Uh, my, my name is Frank Leifarth from Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm, I'm, I think, what you once referred to as one of those stupid kickers. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but, but I know you didn't mean it. Um, but, oh um, but what I wanted to say is I had, a, I had um, at the time, and especially more now, had a lot of respect with you saying that fourth year at Tennessee, um, and even more respect um, that you did not take just dance lessons, but you, but you kept on with your education um, and graduated Phi Beta Kappa with honors, um, and have gone on to have a very successful career since. So, could you just talk about that? What was your motivation um, for continuing on with um, a relevant education, and um, what will that do for you after football? Um, idiot was the word I used, not stupid. Oh. It was idiot. <laughs> 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 so, uh, no. Um, yeah that was probably choosing which college to go to um you know i had a lot of pressure to go to the school that my dad went to mississippi uh growing up um, being a big ole miss fan so at the time i thought that was the toughest decision i had to make but then when i was a junior in college having the choice to turn pro early or to stay was by far the toughest decision i've i've had because i had my degree you know football players you have to go to summer school every summer for workouts and so I said, I'm here. I'm going to take you know as many hours as I can. So um, I graduated in three years, and really didn't know I had a chance to until I had this meeting with my advisor, and he said, well, if you take you know 22 in the fall and 18 in the spring, you can graduate as a junior. I said, well, I think I might go ahead and do that. And so, and then all of a sudden, you know, the New York Jets have the first pick, and they say, you know, I talked to Bill Parcells, and he says, well, we're probably going to take you. So, you know, and so I'm going, well, how can I not? Go pro. I've got my degree. I got a chance to go play professional uh, football. I'm injury free, and uh, you know, I did a lot of a lot of thinking about it, a lot of praying about it. I, I made a list of guys that I wanted to call, and you know, kind of seek advice. I'm big on calling people, you know. I called guys that left, uh, guys that came out early, and um, guys that stayed and got different. And so, basically, I didn't want to be 50 years old and wonder what my senior year in college would have been like. And I thought that no amount of money in the world could have replaced those memories that I could have created for myself as a senior. And so you know, the media just didn't understand that. It just didn't make any sense to them. But I said, I, I wanna be a senior in college. In my first three years in college, I was always running. I was always running the class, running to practice, always running doing interviews, sprinting, sprinting. And I was like, I'm not sure if I've really lived on through college. I've just kinda almost of, just been just in a hurry to get places. So my senior year, now I didn't take ballroom dancing like you're referring to, but I didn't. Exa- I didn't take 18 or 22 hours again either. Uh, uh, but I took. You know, I took. Uh, I went into grad school uh, in 12 hours. Took 12 hours, and uh, so the point is that, that senior year was one of the best years I've ever had. Created life-lasting friendships with more of my teammates, more students outside the football team guys that I'm still. Uh, friends with today. I, I moved in, in in room with the uh, student body president. I moved out of the dorm and wanted to get some, you know, get out of the, the jock dorm, if you will. Uh, and so I, I had a great senior year. And, um, and I think you got to throw the injury card. That was a big question. How can you come back? What if you get hurt? You know, you're turning down millions and millions of dollars. And I just don't play that card. I don't live uh, my life that way. A lot because of, you know, what, what happened to my brother. He just it, it can stop at any time. And you know whether crossing the street or in a football game, I, I just, um, I, don't, I don't play that card. I, I just threw that out of the equation. So, and I was fortunate to stay healthy and you know, still got drafted uh, you know, by Indianapolis with the first pick and uh, it's, it's worked out since. But I guess my, my, other, my other last thing I'll close with is, when you make a decision like that, you can't look back. That's the best advice I got too. It's up to you to make it the right decision. Is the way I look. As soon as I said I'm going to stay for my senior year, I said I'm, you know I might have four interceptions in my first five games. I'm never going to say, boy, I shouldn't have stayed. I should have come. I'm going to, I'm going to make it the right decision by working hard and trying to achieve what I want to achieve. So, thank you very much.